<laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I've kind of seen what you do, but yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, the brick and mortar word just coming up two days ago was our year. So, um, wow. Yeah, so it's been crazy. But yeah. but all what's but all, that, what's that experience been like? Because I'm always telling my wife like I want to open a gym eventually. <laughs> it's been crazy. Um, it was like five years for me. Uh, wow. But to finally get to that point and um, it was really like going from online kind of what you're doing now to um, a brick and mortar was uh mm -hmm. was huge it was like starting over yeah I can imagine yeah it was like starting over and the expectation that I would have to start over wasn't really there so now mm -hmm. I'm chasing my tail a little bit because I thought oh it's just an easy transition it's not the same yeah, I can imagine. Like, I can imagine it's it's quite a bit different because you can have a great online presence, but nobody locally knows probably who you are. Yep, so. exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly how it went too. It was crazy, but um, <laughs> that's wild, man. Um, so I'm just gonna do like a quick intro here, and then uh, okay, we'll get right into it. I know know your times your time's important to you. It's important to me too. So um, I want to respect that for you. Um, Sounds good. One. I'm going to record too because I've done a couple of these where um, like one recording didn't come through for some reason. So I'm going to record as well just in case anything happens to your awesome. file. That awesome. I appreciate that. Cool. So, all right, podcast listeners. So I am on the line with, uh, with Brian Parody. Um, this gentleman is not part of the OPEX network, but he is a really great uh, fitness coach. He puts out a ton of awesome content over the internet. And uh, I've been following him for a long time and love his message and the things that he has to put out. So um, wanted to get him on here and uh, tell a story a little bit. Uh, so Brian, you ready to rock and roll? I am ready. Awesome. So um, really just to start, man, I'd love to know a little bit about you, kind of your background, I know you're in the military. I just learned that about you a few weeks ago. So that was a nice little connection. But uh, where are you from and um, kind of how you got started in fitness? Sure. So I'm from kind of all over. My dad was not military, but moved around as if he was. <laughs> he got restless easily. So I pretty much grew up in Texas, though. That's okay. kind of where I call home, so to speak. My family's still there. But when I was about, my kind of fitness journey started when I was about 22. Um, I had never done anything fitness wise. I was a tiny guy. I weighed about 118 pounds. Um, I'm not a extremely tall person. So like tiny, um, I got picked on a lot because of that as a kid, um, because of my size, had a lot of insecurity issues that stemmed from that, but also other things contributed to that. And so funny story, I was watching the Rocky movies. I'd never seen them before. And I kind of like binge watched them. Well, if you can binge watch DVDs, that was kind of pre Netflix days. But yeah. <laughs> um, so I watched through all the movies and finished. I'm like, I want to get buff. Like I want to look like Rocky in the movies and Sylvester Stallone. And so I literally went out the next day when I finished the series. I bought a weight bench from uh, Academy Sports, brought it home, set it all up in my house, and I just went to town and lifted and. I'm a very disciplined person, so I stuck with it, but I didn't see any results months in. I mean, I was six months in and still could, couldn't could really see a difference. And 
that was contributed to, I had no clue what I was doing. I just jumped in head first and was doing everything wrong. Didn't understand how to lift properly. Didn't understand nutrition or anything. So that was kind of my beginning point. And then I slowly kind of, once I didn't see any changes, I was like, okay, I can do one of two things. I can quit, which I don't like quitting things, or I can figure out what in the world I'm doing and really like go after this. And that's when I started really diving into research and reading material and looking up things online and really trying to figure out like, okay, what do I really need to do to make this happen? And so that was kind of the beginning of my fitness journey. And I ended up just falling in love with it. Awesome. What is that really quick? What's your favorite Rocky movie? Which one was your favorite? Three is my favorite. Is it really? I love two. Two is my favorite. Two is really, I mean, none of them, well, four and five are kind of iffy, but like the first three are all amazing, but I love three. I love his, his decline and then him rising back up to kind of, to, to take back. Yeah. Everybody, everybody loves to come up or come back for sure. To come up or come back. Everybody loves it. They're, they're both awesome stories. Um, so so something you said that I thought was really interesting is like in the beginning, you just kind of started. You didn't know what you were doing. How did you kind of, how did you kind of close that gap? It took time. It was not an overnight process. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the fitness industry as a whole does a very poor job <laughs> of presenting what it really takes to get in shape and get fit. You know, we're inundated with miracle products or, this all in one machine where you can just be ripped in 30 days, you know, start from scratch, be ripped in 30 days and you're set for life. And there's a lot of just misconstrued information. And that's kind of what I believed too when I started. And so it was really learning like, this is a process. This is not something I'm going to accomplish. You know, I'm not going to put on tons of muscle in a month. It's just not going to happen. And so I think my first realization was coming to that, like, I've got to learn how to lift properly. I've got to learn the elements of time under tension and how my form plays a role. And then even more importantly, which I think was kind of the key to things starting to turn around for me was the nutrition side of things as well. Awesome. And so in the beginning, when you were just kind of figuring out, like you said, you're putting things like time under tension into play and uh, focusing on your form, was that the major focus or were you really just trying to go in and get work done? to see what results happen. Cause we believe that a lot of this stuff, like you said, is a process and it really takes like the scientific method, right? Like let's try something, sure. measure it, see how it worked and then wash, rinse and repeat based off the result. And that's really in a nutshell, kind of the long-term process of it and getting dug into that. Was that how it kind of went for you or? Kind of. Cause I mean, like I said, I literally looking back, I did everything wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. everything. And so it was a, it was a huge learning curve. You know, when I, like when I was going through that, I didn't even understand the concept of time under tension or, or any of that. So it really took me getting to that point where I was like six months to a year in and saw little progress to say, okay, obviously what I'm doing is not working. Mm -hmm. So then it took me learning, okay, what, what is building muscle actually look like from a standpoint of lifting? Like how do our muscles actually grow and diving into, you know, the process of breaking down the muscle fibers in your workout and allowing them enough time to heal properly before you're working them out again. And so like you were saying, it it was diving into that, that really backbone of, of bodybuilding as a core and building muscle that started 
me down a path of actually seeing results. Cool. Awesome. And then I'm sorry, go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, no, you're good. Okay. Um, so, and then you said your big transition past that was, um, the nutrition piece. So what kind of changed from you in the beginning? Cause I know for me it was, cause I was kind of like you, I was a real small, real small guy too in high school. And then I went to military right out of high school and they basically just fed me a bunch. So by, right. by just sure sheer luck, I happened to put on some weight cause they were like, you're going to eat all this food and you need <laughs> to hurry up. So, <laughs> so I gained like 10 pounds of basic. So for me, I experienced later on a, a bunch of weight gain, but then a lot of digestive stuff that I had to kind of navigate when I was done. So right. um, for you, what was that? What was kind of that transition for you starting out trying to gain muscle, but then going from that point to let me try to adjust my nutrition. Sure. So, you know, when starting out, I was told, and I was told this even far into my journey, but like, oh, well, if you're trying to, to bulk, just eat whatever you want. You know, it's just, you know, just, just hit a certain amount of calories and you'll be fine. Well, I don't know how many calories that I consumed when I first started, but it was a lot because I ate like crap. I mean, I would down sodas and little Debbie snacks and I would eat dinner. And right after dinner, I would eat more than half of a half gallon of ice cream, like two nights, a half gallon of ice cream was gone for me. Yeah. I mean, I ate terrible and I ate a lot of food, but it was all just complete garbage. So it wasn't right. doing anything to promote muscle growth. And so once I started realizing, Hey, it matters, not just how many calories I'm eating, but where those calories come from and learning that, you know, my body needs wholesome proteins and healthy complex carbohydrates and, lots of healthy vegetables and healthy fats. It's, it wasn't until I started incorporating that, that I really started to see muscle come on because before that I'm, I could say maybe I saw a little definition, but as far as size went, I wasn't any bigger. Right. Um, and that was solely contributed to just my diet was so poor. Wow. That is amazing. And so kind of leading into the next bit is, um, your coaching right so at what point during your journey were you like because it kind of happens like this for everybody right you get you jump into the experience you start to learn about things like time and attention nutrition rest rep sets that all the all the kind of basics of exercise science right and then right. um anatomy physiology all that stuff um and then you're like man i really understand this maybe I can help other people. So what was that transition for you to the point to where you're at now? I think it was twofold. So first off, you know, I've mentioned earlier how low self-esteem I had. And I mean, I didn't even carry myself well. Like I had poor posture. I slumped. I, I was just everything about me radiated insecurity. And so as I started putting on muscle and feeling more confident in what I was doing and started making changes, it affected me completely from the way I carried myself to the way I talked. Like I used to be this completely shy kid that didn't talk to anybody. And, and so it really turned me around completely like 360 degrees because it, it changed me mentally so much as well as physically, just because, you know, as I faced new challenges and overcame them, I'm like, wow, I actually can do this. Like I'm capable of doing this. And so that was a huge part because I saw what that did for me. And I'm like, how many other people out there could this do this for? Right. And then 
the other side of the, of things was I started having people come up to me and who, who knew me prior and like, what, what are you doing? Like, what, I, we see your physical transformation. Like, can you help me? And so it was kind of almost, it just naturally happened to where I started helping people without even really thinking about it. Right. Um, that just kind of surrounded me like friends and friends of friends and so forth. And I was like, you know, I should probably get my personal training certificate. And so that was kind of the first step. I got that. And, you know, just it started escalating from there and just started building upon that. And I started training more people after that. And I love the online field. And at the time, my wife uh, hosted a podcast. And so I was like, maybe I should start a podcast. And so it was just kind of a, a natural progression of things almost to where it naturally expanded. And then I found kind of like the online training world and really fell in love with that. And so that's kind of where I'm at now in I don't really train anybody in person anymore. Um, okay. Not that I wouldn't, but it, I just, it, most of my time is, is all just on creating online fitness courses and the podcasts and so forth. So. Right. And so that's how I found you. I think we were in a mutual group on mm-hmm. um, Facebook and yes. you started your group and uh, reached out and asked me to join it. And I love the stuff that you put in there. I've even creeped on some of your things that you have. So, uh, which, yeah, which is, <laughs> which are all really good. Um, but um, what was my question for you? So what is it that kind of explain your, uh, how you help with the online stuff? Like what's your, what's your purpose and kind of the intention behind what you're doing online? Cause it is very different from us and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. There's not this one is better than the other. There's plenty of space right. for everybody to get theirs. So um, sure. I like these conversations here because for us, it is all one-on-one, but looking mm-hmm. at yours you do some online one-on-one stuff too am i, I correct in that yep yes, but yes, most I of do. it most of it is a course is that right correct correct <laughs> so um I, I do do like one-on-one coaching online basically what that looks like is they go through the online course just like everybody else who does the online course but in addition i do weekly video calls with them and kind of personally adapt programs to you know fine tweak things for them as yeah well aware and and kind of hold them accountable so that part comes into it but i think the two do play a role um like i don't fitness to me it's it's a never-ending process like you're never done learning and so even going through an online course i I wouldn't say like that's enough for anybody at least if if you're wanting to progress you know if you're just wanting to 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 lose five pounds and be done forever then sure maybe that's enough but if you're wanting to just continue to grow that that's certainly not enough and so you know i'm a huge proponent of getting gym memberships like a lot of people that i work with they say well i really want to do it from home and that's great when you're starting off but eventually you're going to outgrow that and you, you need a gym um it's so important and so you know I love the online space just because I feel like it fits me and, and my lifestyle. And, you know, I, um, I work full time. I'm a reservist in the military. Uh, I have two kids, six and two. My wife runs her own business and also has a media production company. So like our lives are crazy busy. So the online space makes sense for me because it frees up my time a little bit to where I can be more picky for, okay, I have this hour at, eight o'clock at night to work on this. So I can do that rather than catering to, you know, client schedules. So it works for me personally, but um, I think 
regardless of whether it's in person or whether it's online or anything like it's it's all good yeah <laughs> like as much as much training and teaching as we can get is is incredible because i i learn new things on a weekly basis i mean i'm yeah. constantly ingesting information from people who are way beyond me to to learn more and and be able to not only learn it for myself but then to disseminate that and be you know able to provide better content for people who come to me looking for advice so yeah for sure and i think you do a, i think you do a great job um putting that stuff out there and doing that consistently and i think that uh goes back to what you're saying it's all good doesn't mm -hmm. matter what you do to a point uh, there are some nuances to that stuff of course because like you said right. you can start in your house but eventually if you're consistent you still you're going to get stronger you're going to get faster right. you're going to need new challenges to continue to sure. grow so um, I, I completely agree with you that um there's always a great place to start but then what's the next step and um, I think we're always trying to find that, especially once you get into this for a while, right? <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. Especially once you get into it for a while. But um, so I'd love to talk to you just for a few minutes about um, some of your kind of training philosophies. I know you have mentors, just like we've probably listened to a lot of the same people just in strength and conditioning, yeah, bodybuilding. But um, what are some things that you've pulled from um, we call it, you know, riding on the shoulders of giants uh, that you've pulled from people that have come up with the philosophies and tools that we now use. So what are some things that you kind of hang on to that you try to help people kind of grasp to when they first start working with you? Sure. So two big things that I always try to tell people who, who come looking for advice is first off, like kind of what I alluded to earlier, this is not an overnight process. Um, you know, most people, have large goals that they want to accomplish, whether it's weight loss or putting on muscle, or it's, it's usually, um, more than just, I want to lose two pounds. <laughs> like it's usually a, a pretty sizable goal. And yeah. so the first thing is, is helping them to understand, like, it's okay if this takes you a year or two years or three years. Um, I always love to say like, you know, the next year is going to go by whether you start or not. And so you can either like, you can either be looking 12 months down the road back and saying, man, I wish I had started again, or you can be, man, I'm 12 months further than I was. Right. And so that's a big thing is realizing that even though it may seem insurmountable, like start now, I don't care if you're, you do pushups and that's all you do every day, like start somewhere. Yeah. And then the other thing is don't, and it's hard because I dove in head first, but I did everything wrong. But right. <laughs> I really try to just like focus on one small thing each week. So, you know, maybe you drink a ton of soda. Just focus on for the first week giving up soda and replacing it with something healthy. Or maybe yeah. even that might take up to a month. You know, and once you kind of have that under control, then move on to something else. Like Rome wasn't built in a, in a day to, to use the cliche saying, and, and neither is fitness. Like it's, it's a process. And so I, that's probably one of the biggest things I try to, you know, help people understand is like, don't get in a rush. We're so inundated with everything is instant and everything has to happen now. And, and, you know, take this pill and you'll magically lose a hundred pounds. Like that's not just, it's, it's not realistic. It doesn't work. Or drink this juice drink to burn more fat faster. Right, Come on. right. Like, Come on. What are you talking about? Come <laughs> yeah, on, man. It's, it's hard work, and it's more than anything, it's consistency. It's 
doing something every day. Like that's what leads to success is consistency. For sure. And we talk, um, so that's a big thing uh, that we're, that we're focused on always in our gym and with our clients is what is it that you could, you can do consistently that you can do well and you can do it consistently. And if you can nail that thing, and if you can do that, say for 14 days, then cool, let's just layer on top of that. And then right, yeah. really keep it moving forward. And when you start to deal with different kinds of people under that kind of framework, then it really starts to create something that's really individual for them and based off their goals because everybody's going to be able to do something differently well. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. everybody has different strengths and weaknesses. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And then um, that's something else that you've been talking about more recently is, um, is just the mindset of the whole thing. So that's kind of... That's kind of what you're leading into now. Is that right? It is. And, and again, that comes back to how much I've changed as a person in the way I think through fitness, you know, like it started off pure aesthetics. You know, I just want to look different. I didn't realize at the time how much it would change me mentally. Um, and so I think the way we think and the way we view ourselves is so vital to our success because, uh, kind of coming back again, like we have all these images, just, just like we have images of, Oh, I have to get on this product or this pill or this 30 day quick fix program. We also have these ideals. Like I have to look like the, the guy or the gal in that movie. And right. oftentimes that's just, that's unrealistic. Like there's so much that goes on for, I don't know really what to call them. A lot of uh, uh, what we consider elite athletes, um, quote unquote, sure. who are doing very unhealthy things to their body. Um, I mean, you can look at a lot of even professional bodybuilders who have won and their health status now is very poor. Yeah. Uh, and as a result of just doing things to their body, that's not healthy. And so, I feel like fitness is all encompassing. It's mental health, it's physical health, and it's making sure you're healthy for the long haul, not just, oh, I want to look good in a year, so I'm going to do whatever, you know, I'm going to pump myself full of steroids or whatever other nonsense. It's like, I want to build this foundation of health so that I not only feel strong and look strong and feel strong mentally, but I can carry that into my old age and maintain that. So like it, I feel like it's just all encompassing. It's not just limited to changing our physical appearance. Yeah. So I think that's kind of where like the, the mental aspect comes in, like shifting our perspective of it's not just looking good in the mirror. It's so much more than that. Yeah. And that's a, that's a tough battle to fight for a bunch of people. Cause you ask anybody, they're not thinking about next week, much less how they're going to move when they're 60. Exactly. Because the market's telling them, I want, I want to be fit. I want you to be fit right now. So, uh, right. so that's the, that's the fight we choose to fight. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. But, um, and, you but know, I, we don't see, and we see these, these Hollywood stars or whoever, and we don't, we don't see all the behind the scenes. I was watching an interview recently with Chris Pratt and I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, the oh, guy yeah. in Jurassic, the new, yeah. the new Jurassic person. And you know, I remember watching Parks and Rec with him in it and he was completely <laughs> out of shape. Yeah. And I, I was, so I was watching this interview with him and he's like, you know, I didn't, he was saying that he didn't transform overnight. It took him almost a year to transform from how he used to look to what he looks like now. And so we, we think that, 
like, oh, he just, you know, got buff and dropped weight in in a week to do that movie. No, like that was a process for him. That was a very long process and he had to work his butt off. And another thing we don't take into consideration about those people is it's their sole job to do that. Like they don't go to work and work a full shift and then go to the gym. They have a trainer, they have a dietitian, they have people like yelling at them while they're in the gym. And that's their sole goal is to, to look a certain way for this movie. And they're doing that day in and day out. So we've got to adjust kind of our expectations and realize like, Hey, like this isn't how it just doesn't happen instantly. <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a conversation with a client uh, about that a few, maybe a couple of weeks or months ago at this point, but um, same thing with the football player. How do those guys get to looking like that? They get paid a bunch of money to make <laughs> sure that they can execute on Sunday night or Monday night football. You mm-hmm. don't do that. I mean, that's okay. you just just have to kind of change like you said just change your perspective a little bit you can reach towards that but there may be a little bit of a gap and you just have to understand that and um but yeah i think shifting your mindset and having um we call them making sure that they're managing expectations like part of that is is our job is okay well this is where i want to go this is where i'm at well let's let's manage the expectation of time um, result because if you don't Absolutely. then they may get swayed a different way and it starts to get discouraging and then the whole journey starts to get really hard right so right it's, yeah but it's um it's real tough but um i don't i think that's a great way to go though and i like where your head's at with it i think that's really cool um yeah but uh so lastly last kind of thing i want to talk about you um we're doing a pretty big focus on um, injury prevention and how to work out through injuries right mm-hmm. and you just hurt yourself right or I, I, about, a, about a month and a half ago yeah I, yeah I have a torn bicep tendon well how'd, so you, it, how'd you do it if you don't mind talking about it i you know i i don't honestly know because a lot of times you feel that instantly when it happens and mm-hmm. i didn't it wasn't until a couple of days afterwards um but i believe it was just from overlifting. I, mm-hmm. I tried to do too much okay. and you know that's that's a real thing like you know, people think that if you know what you're doing, you'll never get injured. And that's just not true. It's, it's hard to know that because once you get to a certain point, it's hard to know that fine line between pushing yourself and where you're kind of creeping into the danger zone. And I also believe like if you do this long enough, I mean, I've been doing this now for about 12 years, eventually you're, you're going to injure yourself somehow. It's, it's, it's almost inevitable just because of the, of the nature of it. But it's been a learning process for me of how to work through that because, you know, a bicep tendon takes a long time to heal. It's, it's six to eight months is the kind of standard healing time. And I can't not work out for six to eight months. So it's been a, it's been a learning curve. And one thing I try to teach people is like, listen to your body. Um, We're, we're so often out of tune with our body when we're in the gym. And I talk about kind of making that mind muscle connection, like actually, you know, for example, if you're doing a bicep curl, think about the bicep muscle, think about how it's working, think about your movement. And when you start making that mind muscle connection, you're more in tune with how your body feels. You're more in tune with the actual functioning of that muscle. And so I've, and again, I'm preaching to myself here. It's been a learning process for me because I've really had to slow down a little bit 
and kind of gauge, okay, where am I really at? What's reasonable for me to do? Um, and I've, I've had to drop my weight on some exercises and, mm-hmm. and kind of check the ego at the door right. and realize like, okay, I can't lift what I was lifting just because I'm going to risk injuring it even more. And so, but what can I do? And finding work workarounds because typically even with an injury, there's always a workaround. There's a way you can either still work out that muscle or if it's just an, an insane injury, there's other muscles you can work out while that one's healing. And so, um, it, again, it just kind of comes back to, to knowing your limitations, knowing the difference between soreness and pain, because that's a big thing. I mean, soreness is pretty normal, especially when you're starting off, you're, you're going to be sore. It's, it's just part of it. Um, but pain is a completely different thing and kind of recognizing, um, your, your body and, and, responding to what it's telling you because our, our bodies are smart, (laughs) like we're designed to survive. And so they, they give us warning signs. We just have to kind of be in tune to them. Awesome. So, so everything's going good with that though, as far as, uh, you haven't had to do any rehab or any surgery, nothing like that, right? No, I haven't had to do anything like that. Um, and it's, I've already felt a big difference just in the last couple of weeks. Um, so I, I know I'm on the right track with, with what I'm doing. It's just, it, it it's hard because I know what I am, what I can do when I'm physically, you know, sound. And so it's having to, okay, I'm not there and it's okay that I'm not there and I'm doing the best that I can right now. And so that's kind of, you know, we, we put such high expectations on ourselves, kind of like what you were saying. Like we put these expectations, like I've, I've got to get fit in a month and we've got to kind of just dial that back and, and even me personally and realize like, Hey, this is where I'm at. I'm still moving forward. I'm still making progress. I'm still maintaining that consistency. And even if maybe it's not what I think I should be doing in my mind, it's still forward progress. And that's the important part. Yeah, absolutely. That was gold. That was well said, man. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so that was, a like I said, um, this was really just to get on here, man. Like I, um, I don't know if I recorded that part of it, but listening to you and um, kind of following your journey from starting the Bones of Bulk group and then everything that you're putting out there, um, it's just been a huge inspiration for me as a coach to watch you do that. Um, I appreciate that. And, and to get you on here and just listen to your story and get some good little information, get some good information from you that hopefully helps somebody because that's what we're all trying to do here. Sure, um, absolutely. Um, that's that's really the goal. So. Anything else that you want to mention or you want to talk about? Um, and we'll, we'll go over your social media handles and talk about the group, uh, see if we can get some more people in there to get you in touch with. Because we're not, we're not, um, I'm sorry, we're not, um, we're not trying to like hog the, hog the network here, right? There's plenty of fitness for everybody to go around. And sure. when there's good information out there, whether it comes from us or it comes from other, other coaches, uh, we want to let people know about it. So. Anything you want to talk about? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing that I would say, if you're maybe on the fence about starting, like, you know, you want to change, um, but you're not sure where to begin or like, just start. (laughs) Um, And I, and and I know that sounds cliche maybe, but um, you know, as we make forward progress, it gives us motivation. And so maybe we have just a very small win in month one. Maybe it's just that we've kicked our soda habit, or maybe it's that we can now do 20 push-ups instead of not being able to do one. 
and focus on those small wins because those are big deals and that's what's going to propel us into further wins and further goals that we go after. So don't discount the small things because all the small things added up is what actually brings about change. There's no like huge magical thing that you do one day and then you're magically in shape. It's the small decisions you make, you know, deciding to pass up the donuts in the break room is a huge deal. Like that's don't, don't discount what a big deal that can be. And so it's just those, those small everyday decisions. And are you going to fail? Absolutely. Like I still fail sometimes. Like I bring up donuts. Donuts are my huge weakness. Like I can walk by candy and ice cream and cakes and not even blink an eye. But if I see a box of donuts, I'm like, Oh, yeah. like drawn to it. So, I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna screw up. You're gonna fail and that's okay. Just recognize it and continue making forward progress. Like don't let it derail you completely. Awesome. That would just like be my biggest, <laughs> if I could push anybody to to do something like just, just start and do focus on the small consistent daily in and out things. That's right. Start and stay consistent. That's the bit. I think that's uh that's going to be the title of the show. <laughs> all right. awesome. Awesome. awesome, man. Um, so what are your, your social media handles? Are they all the same? Yeah. So I'm at bones to bulk everywhere. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I've got a group on there and it's people from, I've got trainers in there who know a ton of stuff. I've got people who are just starting off. So regardless of kind of where you're at in the journey, um, there's definitely a place for you. And then I'm on also on Instagram, TikTok. Um, my website is bones to bulk.com. You can find the podcast pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, bones to bulk. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you are absolutely everywhere. I've kind of been able to see that happen too. You go from one part to the next. I'm like, he just keeps on moving. It is wild, but it's cool to see. All right, man. Um, thanks a lot for being on the show. I appreciate your time. And, um, I appreciate you having me. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime, man. It's been great. Yes, absolutely. Awesome, dude. I'm going to go ahead and uh, just stop this recording real quick. All righty.